Here it is. Show me the money. Show you the money. Oh, no, no, you can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it with you with me, then, brother. Hey, I got Bob Sugar on the other line. I better hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. Not, not show you. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yes. Louder. Show me the money. That's it, brother, but you got to yell that shit. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Hello, and welcome to episode 65 of the Grass and Gear podcast. I'm Effin Grasshopper, and as ever, I'm joined by my talented co-host, Daniel Gear of Bolivia fame. Say hi, Dan. Hi, Tony. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. It's it's nice to do an introduction, because last time it was Ed Wilson stealing the limelight and doing it. Uh, he ru- ruined that pond, didn't he? He did. He ruined it so much that he's actually created his own podcast. That's that's what we're doing here at Grass and Gear now. <laughs> Breeding new Starting, life. <laughs> bringing people back to life and creating new podcasts. That's it. How are you doing anyway? You're right. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Just excited for the Amvita next week or the week after, probably. Two, what are we talking? Probably about 12 days away, maybe. Oh, do you know what? I've I got a feeling it's, I don't know, there's some really good vibes at the moment, isn't there, about FM? It just looks, we'll talk about it anyway in a bit, but. Yeah. Well, it does look good. It's looking it good. Looks- for, for what is kind of a, people might have thought this was kind of an addition where you could literally skip it and wait to FM25 because that's the new engine or whatever, but it's looking like you can't skip this one. It's going to be yeah. a standout edition. Well, I, I really enjoyed all the blogs that have been coming out, and it's, quite, it's good to read about all the features and stuff. Yeah. Um, before we go into drink opening, obviously the, the, the theme of the pod today is unusually Dan and I are going to talk about our own FM24 saves, so kind of like a pre-save update. We, we probably went the whole cycle last year of pods, didn't really talk much about our saves at all, did we? No, not at all. Um, you had the idea that we should perhaps talk about just what we plan to do with FM24, why the excitement's there, because um, we have probably chosen saves that are a bit out of our traditional comfort zones, it's fair to yeah, say. Yeah, um, And then we'll just end on a little bit of FM24 chat, and obviously we had a few few questions come in. We don't get many questions. Yeah. We've got four questions, so... <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it's, it's better than none, so we'll go for them. Um so we should really start on a drink opening. I have a Red Stripe, Jamaican's premium lager. What about you, Dan? I have a Belgian white blue moon. Ooh. Belgian style wheat ale. Is it quite a, Is it heavy? Is it a high percentage? It's, it's really good. I've had it before. Normally they serve it with an orange slice. And it's always oh, really yeah. nice. I think you've had this one on the podcast before, haven't you? Um, no, I think I tweeted a picture of it out and people replied to it. That's it. I right, remember then. something about you and an orange, which is it's a weird combination for me. It's it's not as bad as chocolate orange, but yeah, uh, I had it in America the first time I had it, and I enjoyed it because um, I just thought I'd give it a go. And I was in Morrison's today, and it was cheap, so I thought that I did. Yeah, why don't not? want to spend too much too, spend too much money on glass and gear. <laughs> no, <laughs> thanks, Dan. All right. <laughs> well, when you're ready, uh, let's spark up. Nice. Could do a slice of orange. Yeah, um, no orange for me. <laughs> right then, Dan. Um, I don't know how you want to structure this. 
Well, who, who wants to go first or do you want to just do a barrage of questions or not I don't know well I had a couple of questions for you really um, to start, start off and move on from there because um, like you said both of our teams for um, those who haven't read our blogs yet or seen our reveal videos and stuff like that you're doing uh, PSG hang on I don't go to the lengths of doing reveal video videos come oh, on I know. Uh, they're, they're just for the elitists exactly yeah uh, I don't really <laughs> well, want to waste a fiver on a video to be honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're doing PSG and I'm doing Sport in Lisbon which are probably for the two of us big clubs to start with Yeah. Um, whereas we primarily have done saves where we start in either in lower divisions or mid to bottom teams um, and then built something well that has mainly been a lot of the things that I eat I've seen through the years have been over been building something. Apart we go back to your original one, grasshoppers I suppose were near the top. Yeah. But um everything's been about building something, build laying foundations, building bringing youth through and all that. And I quite find it quite interesting that I know we had discussions but we never did had discussions about like oh this is the team I'm doing, we had discussions after we both sort of decided that we both chose big biggest teams. And I just wondered what the thinking was behind it for you, especially with PSG. I know you've mentioned a few things, yeah. but um, why a big club this time? Um, well, just 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 going back to the summer, actually. Obviously, you actually did save reveal to me, but I was drunk and I didn't remember your save reveal to me. So when you told me again, <laughs> like about two months later, I was kind of it was new. It was new again for me, which was great. Um, but I also. I think you were drunk. I think you were drunk the first time I told you. Yeah, I was completely. Yeah, yeah completely. I don't remember <laughs> it at all. Um, but it was better the second time around, obviously, because it stuck with me. Um, but in terms of Paris, I was kind of thinking in the summer anyway that I was quite fancying a biggish team, like, and you can't really get much bigger than a a one club city like in Paris, really. Um, yeah. But also, I like the fact, because it's not just Paris with my save. The whole idea is just, it's kind of a super club idea. Where it's kind of a journeyman, but only a journeyman with the elite clubs. And it's, I don't want to blow your trumpet too much down, but I really liked your journey, European journeyman last year. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. That's as far as I'm going to give you praise today, so make the most of it. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't really want to do what you said right at the intro there, like the, the classical journey of small club, rising up do a few moves and eventually end up in kind of a Bundesliga kind of thing so I thought start yeah. at the top um, and kind of act like a big club which was what I said in, in my in my intro post of the blog um, so like kind of wonder kid recruitment focuses get the best there but also make elite signings I think the one thing I thought of with FM24 is that I did think that I might not play as much as any other editions I just didn't think yeah personally that the features would be that great and I didn't think I think a lot would be held back to FM25 and I was actually quite wrongly I think I think the features actually are quite in depth and it's turning out I think it's going to be a good addition if I'm honest yeah um, yeah definitely so yeah I'm now stuck with a big club idea but I, I think I've got that flexibility in the journeyman that I can just pivot around to different clubs and win as many Champions Leagues as I can but I'm also trying to do a few things and we were bouncing ideas around weren't we in the summer so for instance mm. you said oh it'd be nice to bring back some some of the former players that PSG have had yeah um, and you look at the amount of talent they've wasted well let go it's quite 
shocking really uh, so to bring some of those alumni back to Paris would be quite nice as a little side yeah, side aim um, and then another side aim is as well I kind of wrote about it in Latte Quarterly he's, he's kind of uh, Kylian Mbappe I think he's on like 200 and something goals for PSG already mm. Um, can I get him to 500 because of the everyone expects him including myself to leave yeah, uh, do you reckon you'll be able to hold on to him well that's the thing it's FM isn't it I think it's possible if I'm honest I think as long as he kind of as long as the club can meet his wage limit which in FM should be very much possible because PSG are quite rich as we as we know yeah um, I think it's doable we'll have to see if it's hard coded in the game that he definitely leaves but I can't can they ever do that? I don't think they would really SI code that in. Never say never. But people thought he was going to leave anyway this summer. Yeah. Well, it's quite a, almost like a, quite a nice side quest to the sieve. Like, how long can you keep him for? As well as being successful and bringing back players potentially that they let go that they maybe should have kept in hindsight. Yeah. So it's, you've got quite a nice um, few different um, sto- not, not stories, but you know what I mean? Like, um, potential um, avenues to go down of where you can take the save and that. And like you said, you want to move around to other clubs as well. Yeah. So, do you get to a point where you're thinking, like, Real Madrid's my next club, do I let Mbappe run down a little bit to give me a chance to bring him there and do what they've been trying to do in real life? Yeah. You know, like, sort of, those so, sort of things. So part of my, part of my style in the way I want to write this year in terms of the blog updates would be that I have kind of a section in every instalment that kind of summarises what's happening elsewhere in the super club idea. So you're going to have yeah. 10 super clubs, well, 12 super clubs basically, but 10 of them the original super league clubs that happened in one of the COVID pandemics. Yeah. So those 12 clubs, I'll I'll just kind of give a summary of what's happening elsewhere around the save. And we might, obviously it's hard to say before we go into the save, but you might find a pattern where one of the super clubs is just having a really bad time, perhaps not as competitive as you'd expect. And you can, we can kind of think, okay, that might be the next move. Or yeah. it could just be that I do so well at PSG and then Real Madrid just come knocking for me. I don't know. Um, what I found on um, FM23 is you have to really watch the other clubs. And yeah. what you'll find is, there's a little tip for you as well, is sometimes you have to uh, almost resign to get the job. You, right, you always, okay. like a couple of, a couple of times I had to, um where well, I felt confident I would get it but they they might not pay the compensation or they might not um make the move because of the club or the opportunity sometimes you have to sort of take that gamble and you do see that quite a lot with um during man saves like um Ben on the forums he's had to do it a few times over the years whereas you you've got that conviction that you'll get the job but you almost think well I've got to resign so they'll come for me you know what I mean because where you're going to be at PSG, your um, compensation might be quite high. So, yeah. are, are Real Madrid going to spend that much on you? You know. So, is, um, but wasn't that not just because you were like Daniel Garisma, whatever your pseudonym was last year? Like, you perhaps wasn't an attractive <laughs> appointment. Well, that's it. I mean, if I was Tony Brown, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that that's that's my idea in a very hmm. uh, short and concise. Way. It's, mm. it's not a revolutionary save by all means it's just starting at the top acting like a, a super club um, making some elite signings signing some wonder kids having having a life really splash the cash something I just something I just don't do very often in FM well, 
Well, that's what I mean. It'll be quite fresh because, like, you don't do it, or if you do get to that point, it's normally the end of the save. So you'll probably have a bit more. You'll definitely have more money, but you have um, more scope to build and get targets you want early on. Yeah. And um, one of the things, because both of us mainly do one, maybe two saves a year, it always does feel fresh. It does. It probably feels like a game that you haven't played for a few years, where you've not had that much money, you've not been able to get who you want. You've had to be a bit creative with who you buy because of the restrictions. Whereas now you almost got an open checkbook. Carte blanche. Yeah, I can go for it. Go mad. Yeah. Anyway, we, we, sh- think... we should now focus on you, Dan. <laughs> so oh. you're sporting, but it is slightly different to mine. Although you are a big club, you're not elite level club. No, no. Um, well, I think it's right. I know they're like all the hype at the moment and that, but like you see people talking and then all the stuff going on around Brighton, and that was a bigger inspiration behind my choice with the way they're recruiting, developing, um, youth as well, and um, basically almost buying low, selling high, not Moneyball. um, Moneyball! Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I I didn't want to, I don't like playing English saves, you know that. I do like playing in England. Most of the time, I don't even load the country up when I do my saves. Yeah. But um, I um, wanted to find a club which would have a challenge. To, so I couldn't, wouldn't just be winning the title every year. But I also wanted to be appealing enough. And also, I wanted a club that actually... That sort of fit with, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, Sporting probably aren't as well known for it as, say, Porto and Benfica, like, scouring the South American market and that there. But they, there have been a few um, times they have done it and um, I don't know, turned them in for profit. Yeah, I don't know if I'm completely wrong here, but I always think of Benfica as the club that goes and gets the Argentines. Yeah. And yeah. Sporting maybe when, goes more for Brazil. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that is fair, yeah. And um, But the thing about it, um, historically, over the last, I think it's 20 years, Sporting's only won the title once or twice in that time. Benfica and Porto really dominated Portugal. So I thought that was almost another little bit on it, whereas I, I'm not taking one of the two top of the three. I'm taking the weakest one, and I can sort of implement that recruitment strategy into the club to always use that as a board to get up to compete with the other two. And... Um, I almost want to become like a stepping stone club. So I, I, whilst I want to be, end up being the best club in Portugal, I almost still want to keep that recruitment going, that youth development going. And then when like people like PSG and Real Madrid are coming to take my players and continue that over. And um, I do want to dive into youth development. I do, when I was looking around, Sporting stood out. Well, to be fair, all three of the... I, was, I narrowed down to Portugal and then it was between the three. And I almost felt like the other two were already that notch up. So it's almost one step there. So I wanted some, somewhere to move. And hopefully I've chosen the right one with him. But also another bit was um, I'd done that tactical recreation from last year. And I, on my view from the touchline, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So that was almost playing on me. Like, oh, I actually really enjoyed doing that tactical recreation with them, playing with them, playing with that squad. So I'll, I'll do that. Do you think this would be a, a one-club save, do you reckon? I think it will. I, I don't want to say definitely, but I think it will be a one-club save. Yeah, because you do a little bit like me, don't you? Obviously, I do a one-club save and then I do a kind of a journeyman, and I've kind of alternated that for a few <laughs> years on and off. Um, well, that's it. I moved, I moved around a lot last year. And whilst I really enjoyed the journeyman save, you don't really build anything. 
you're always looking short-termism and stuff. Yeah. And whilst I will be looking short-term in terms of buying a player to develop to sell on, there will still be like a more of a long-term plan. Because like I put in my post, like I, I am going to start with the three-four-three that Sporting use. It might not be exactly a recreation, depending on how I feel, um, what it looks good. But I then want to evolve the team maybe into a, a different tactic, depending on the players coming through. I, over the last few years, I've really tried not to stick with one tactic throughout save. I was probably guilty of that years ago, about like finding a tactic and just always sticking with that one tactic. Maybe a few tweaks, but it was always, you know, four one four one and just stuck through that through every season yeah. with a few minor tweaks. Whereas I want to be like with recruitment and youth development. If a player comes through and maybe doesn't fit my tactic, then um, I can change the tactic to get them in the side. Yeah, you know no, it's I mean? a really nice way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, I'll do something similar as well. I imagine I'll have a super club. Well, um, we can talk about positional play, actually, because, see, um, that's huge for FM24. But I've yeah. got, like, a, maybe two or three, in my mind, variations regarding mm. positional play on all kind of the stuff they said in the blogs and the, and the new roles that are coming in that I could yeah. use at PSG. But then if, perhaps if I change to, let's say, like a Liverpool or a Bayern Munich, then mm. I have a completely different composition of players where I think, OK, positional play is going to... Yeah, it's just not like, completely do away with that previous tactic of the PSG and do something completely yeah. different. So it's got so many different options now in the game. And that's what I enjoyed last year about the journeyman. That every time you get to a new club, you were almost like, you weren't just plug and play. You were like, right, what have we got? Let's build around that. And then you could you would sort of try to evolve it. But I never really got to the point of the next step because within two or three seasons, I would go into the next club. You're always looking for a move. Yeah. But yours would probably be a bit longer, I would have thought. I wouldn't think you would be jumping as much as I would because you're not so quick to move up the top. You're more. You're going to be like, oh, I'll do my job at PSG, then find the next one, then find the next one. Yeah, so I, I don't. I don't I, really. I don't know if I'm going to write any domestic achievements at all. Like that should that should almost just be a footnote in my blog because yeah. I don't think anybody should celebrate winning a league title with PSG. If I'm honest. <laughs> um, it's funny. I actually, you, you sent me a was that the tweet from the. Uh, out of context account yeah. and it was like saves you shouldn't choose and PSG was number one <laughs> <laughs> I was like cheers um, but yeah hopefully nah, but that we put my spin on it it'd be a different a little bit different well that's the thing then. I think that's the main thing because it's something you don't usually do it will it'd be quite interesting to see how you cope with one the expectation of having to deliver a title which you say should be Easy, you never know. There's, there's been a few years, like this year, they're not doing so well. Didn't was it Montpellier that um, won it as well when, when they were yeah, to come? a few years ago? Yeah, Mont- Montpellier broke the broke the chain, didn't they? Like, one one year, You never know that um, the game might try and replicate that. And and whilst you're trying to fight on um, for the Champions League as well, because that's a big thing for PSG, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's how, the holy grail, really. Yeah. yeah, how do you go about balancing the two, especially if you do get a title challenger, if you do get someone challenging you, do you give them one, do you keep rotating, stuff like that, do you, do you, have, do you have the squad to rotate, you know? Yeah. I think it's it's not like uh, your basic, I'll just play with PSG and win everything, I think your spin will be a bit deeper than that. Mm. Um. So, my wife Morgan, before we recorded, asked me what the theme of the podcast was tonight. And I said, oh, we're talking about our planned saves. 
Um, and she asked me who I'm doing, said PSG. And yeah, she kind of was like shrugged shoulders there. But she did ask what you were doing, Dan, <laughs> and I mentioned Sporting Lisbon. And one of her questions was, will you visit Lisbon either during this, during this cycle or maybe in the future? Um, I've been to Lisbon before. Oh, you have? Okay, but, I didn't know that. Yeah, I have, yeah, I've been to Lisbon before. Did that, did that factor um, in your save decision? No, because I was like seven. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> okay, so uh, a seven-year-old Dan wasn't thinking about FM saves at this point. No, probably not. I didn't. No, it went out until I was ten, so no. Right. Um, but no, um, I probably would. Do you know why? It's funny because I um, Stace wanted to go on holiday in May because I mentioned talking to you about police in France, and I did have a little look at Lisbon, hmm. and um, no, maybe maybe I was doing that, and she went no way. She went, oh, this is good. Yeah, I just thought he was Portugal love. Yeah, we're just well, going to go and look at this. We're just going to go and look at this stadium. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Why? Right? Oh, oh, no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love trying to get a stadium visit in any holiday. Oh yeah. Um, I was yeah. in Paris actually during the summer, and although Paris is lovely, some like lovely historical places to visit, and the boat, the boat cruise we did was amazing. There are some parts of Paris, and I'm really sorry for any Parisians listening. It is, it is largely a shithole in places. Oh, it is a shithole. I, 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 I stayed in Barbès and I saw three different arrests in one evening. And the third <laughs> arrest was where the police were tasering a group. Uh, plenty of PSG shirts as well. So hopefully I'll get the fans on my side in the save. But, That's it. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't choose Paris on the, base, on the basis that it's a particularly nice place, if I'm honest. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if I've got any other questions for you, Dan, about you save. I mean, um, do you have a mind of how frequent you're going to blog? Because this is where I'm a bit unknown at the moment. I'm, I'm going with the approach um, that this is a diary, and I'll just, as and when, I'll feel the need to blog. I will. It might not follow the cycle of like every season, but what about you? Yeah, I think um, the last few years I tried to move away from doing like six monthly to yearly updates. I've tried to find moments in the save to update. So like. Obviously, with the journeyman, it was like changing clubs or, you know, like when something happens, you can do that. Um, it's a bit hard to do on a journeyman scene, but it'd be like um, if I sign a player and, like I said, I might change the tactic around it, I might update how we're getting on and then talk about why we're going to change the team for this player, why we signed him, how we set our recruitment up, you know, like I, I don't think I'm going to go down the traditional six-month yearly update with all the results posted on that. I don't... Because I don't actually think as we're blogging is evolving, is that interesting anymore? Yeah. I think pe- people don't like just looking at the images of, like, um, September, yeah, I believe four games, won four games. Oh, in October, we drew... You no, know, I think it's moved away from that. Like, you can do that. I mean, people do it, but they do it better, if you know what I mean. There's a lot of people that are like, right, we had our four games, these are the four games we played, this is what we did in the game, and the in-depth of this. I think, especially with uh, um, cons- readership these days, they want information. And um, definitely going to try and evolve more into that. Well, I think I, I did last year a little bit. You know, we'd like doing my pre-season posts, which seemed to go down quite well. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. So it's just, I think, it'd be more about mo- the moments and talking about that rather than you know, here's all my results. So not only are like your tactics evolving in game, but you're also evolving yeah. as a human and a blogger. Uh, defi- uh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I try every day. 
<laughs> no, I totally agree though. I mean, I was, I started last year as six months, every six months I blog. And then <clears> I got to the point with Suta that it was kind of like, actually, no, it probably makes sense just to blog every year now. <clears> and then now, now that I'm PSG, I don't know if readers really want to know how I'm doing in Liga. Like, it's going to be lots of wins, I'd imagine. And it uh, yeah, um, wouldn't be that think... interesting. But there'll be there'll be moments, like you say, special moments, special Dangier moments in a save. Yeah. I think, like, especially, like, when you start off, you talk about um, your, your tactic, your first tactic, and then holes in the squad, and how you're going to go about your recruitment and stuff. Yeah. And how you're going to set that up. Because I do find that, like I said, a lot of the readership want to know how to play in the game or how you play in the game. They don't necessarily want to be told this is what you've got to do. They want to know how everybody does it differently. And I do as well. I read things like, I read like, even your posts. That's not a dick, but. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> Sounds like a dick. Go on. <laughs> but I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't think of that. Or, you know, I might try that. You know, yeah. something might come up. And it was um, one of the things that I had a lot of interaction with people last year was the way I did the recruitment focuses. Hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. And yeah. Um, and just sort of things like that, you just pick things up. And sometimes, even though like, I wrote, wrote a post for um, with, um, Stark about how you, well, I did, did, did my own on view, but then we did the one for the byline about how you do it and the best way to get it working and stuff like that, there were still times after that that I saw other people's way they set it up. They set up one this North Africa 18 to 24 year olds with this and that, you know, it was a lot of detail with them. And like Stark had somewhere where it's like players with these stats. And I do things like that is what interests me as a reader. Yeah, I might be I might be special, but you know, and tactical stuff as well. Like uh, I've really found some of the tactical recreation posts interesting because they weren't necessarily how I would have set up certain tactics, but it's interesting to see how how people explain why they do it like that. You know, I think it's. Um, um, would you say is it the content space is quite rich? I think, especially the blogs. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah, really definitely. want. We don't really need to go into like actual content, and I'm not here to like make passing judgments about other content streams. But blogging, especially, is rich at the moment. I think. I think so, and I think um, a lot. There's a lot of information to be out there for readers, and you know, um, it's one of the reasons why I, I don't know if you've seen, but we tried to get more, some more writers on board with you because I feel like there is a lot of song writing out there for to be that people would enjoy. And um, to give give them a bit more of a base for people to see their content and understand um, how people play. I had noticed you've um, gone for writers. Obviously, I put some of my writers into chastity belts so you couldn't get them. <laughs> um, <laughs> secured on long term deals. <laughs> um. But no, it's um, it's interesting. Like you say, blogging is has been good. I think I think there was a period it went downhill a little bit. Like, not necessarily downhill but there weren't many people doing it or it was all very samey and that's sort of what like, I feel about some of the visual stuff in the movement uh, what some and they all sort like it's a lot of sameness and um, Musterman's come out recently with some and I've really enjoyed this because they felt different and they felt informative I don't know if you've seen any of this Tony no I have yeah he does um, he does lovely animations he, he's, yeah. his videos are just you can tell there's like care and attention yeah. gone into them and the save itself is enjoyed mm. it's not just you don't you don't you won't watch it and feel like it's just been simulated for yeah like 20 minutes and done it's actually yeah, played through it? and studied and goes into the stats as well really nice it's, it's basically a blogger's save really <laughs> i think so 
yeah. I think it was the same with um, Jim G a few years ago. You know, even even some of us were just doing like the city tours before the game, like looking at the stadium. It, it just felt different. And um, I, I mean, obviously, we're probably not the um, viewership base of the majority of the content out there. And it obviously works because they get the views they get. But it's like, um, I do feel like blogging has got like a rebirth of life as people do look to be informed. And as I would say, as FM is evolving a bit more as well. Mm. Over the last few years, I think the game itself has evolved away, well, not necessarily away, but more in depth in certain areas. Like, well, Dan, this with, is, like this is the perfect segue into perhaps the next part of the pod if we just spend a few few moments going through the roadmap and. Well, because we're at the end of the roadmap now, aren't we, in terms of FM24 features being announced? Yeah. But you're exactly yeah, what you're you... saying is exactly bang on. It's evolving. Everything's evolving. I... The whole pod is evolving. Everything. <laughs> well, I do think that. And like, just like I said, like recruitment focus, we, just went, we went from just setting up scouts and going through the scout reports and stuff like that, whereas now it feels a lot more in-depth. You know, you, you brought a positional play earlier. Hopefully that's going to be another step forward in the match engine from what... Because basically the match engine we've been playing is probably what the same we've played for the last ten years. Well, and I know. I mean, I think I've, I've I've said in the pod before that I really didn't like the libero role, and I think yeah. Cleon in, in the past has written about that invisible wall, and he's bang on there. Mm. Like they just used to stop, but they didn't really get advanced. But that match engine highlight video that the FM account released, where you've got all those rotations going on and the libero pushing mm. up with like John yeah. Stone's role. Um, yeah, so many options now. Well, it's, it's interesting as well that they squeeze it into 24 and they leave it with 25. Yeah, you almost yeah. feel they so could like, have done that, really. Yeah, but I mean, um, it's almost like if this just phase one, what, what else is to come? It went with the extra power from um, Unity next year and going forward. So yeah. I do think like, that's where um, blogging stepped up. Um, it is bringing these things and people are looking for that. Yeah, and luckily there's loads of us out there that like doing it. So from from what you've seen so far on the roadmap, what's what's Mm. the thing that is interesting you the most out of the features? So when we last when we last put it, it was literally just the studio update announcement from Mars's blog, and we all I think we were given was something like motion, animation improvements, weren't we? Yeah, I can't remember what it was now. Thinking back, Mm. but we we know so much more now. Yeah, it was just, um, the same transfers over when it had been told about. But, um, you know, not, I, I was saying, it was strange, because when the roadmap came out, um, I was looking through it, and, like, you know, you had your stuff, and the things that stood out were set pieces, um, positional play, which intrigued me, because it never, obviously, with set pieces, you can, it was going to be set pieces, you know, um, you could sort of have a bit of a guess, but with positional play, I wasn't really sure what they meant with that. Yeah. Um, when the blog came out and it was explained, and I think that would probably have been the thing that stands out most to me, especially seeing the videos after. Um, I think that looks really good. I think the set piece revamp looks really good. Obviously, we have to see what that's like when we play the beta um, in terms of how it is in game. But I think it's nice that it's actually been um, revamped because for years we had the same old thing. And uh, everyone, it's got a bit stale. And obviously, these things take time. But everybody's been asking for set pieces for ages, haven't they? So I think yeah. those were the two, two that stood out for me. What about you? I would say, I would say definitely positional play, um, mm. set pieces. I, look, I really, I'm really happy for set pieces are in. I'm looking forward to to actually doing them. 
because the last few years mm. I've literally just been on default mainly yeah. <laughs> and defaults generally worked you know what I mean you mm. can't you, I felt sometimes you could manually do them and it becomes a bit of a hack yeah and it just doesn't feel right but I think um well let's hope there's no um gaping holes in the system and there is a hacks but um I will probably play the PSG one with I would say a set piece routine that I think makes sense they're not a huge huge team I would say PSG they've got a few big big players yeah. um but yeah I'm looking forward to that I mean the what I would say is the that lighting we've seen upgrades to lighting upgrades to animations yeah. all the stuff that's that I didn't point, think actually. was going to be in this edition I thought that would all be yeah. FM25 yeah, yeah that's a good point actually I would, it looks like really nice as well doesn't it it looks like um, it's really good in game and they've actually taken the time to improve it and like you say with the new stuff coming out you don't know if it's like um, almost like um a in- introduction to what it, they're aiming for going forward. Obviously, there are more capabilities on the Unity engine, but are, you know, are they looking for um, this to be the start and the, the roadmap almost to where they're going to end up? Yeah, and I think um, just overall, the the lead up to release has been, I think, handled quite yeah. well. I know there. I think I saw Shrew saying that he wanted one of the videos to be a blog or something. So I just jokingly put it into a Google Doc and sent it over to him, like the transcript from YouTube. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but I think overall they've done a really good job to balance both video and blog form. So everyone's well, covered. Because last year it was kind of a really long video, wasn't it? And it, everyone yeah. didn't like it. Even the visual people that can't read didn't like it either. <laughs> no, but it's um, definitely, I think it's worked better this year. I think... I don't know if people just had such low expectations because of the FM25 announcement that I'm sure you saw everyone was like, oh, it's just going to be FM23.5. Yeah, so many people say that. <laughs> and it's, it's shown in the um, roadmap that it's definitely not. You know, they're, they're definitely still treating it as a new edition. There's no like cutting corners with it. I would say so that that's, that's front-loaded more than FM23 from Honest Features. Well, honestly, yeah. I, do you know what? I had the same discussion with someone the other day. He was saying that if this had been a year ago, would FM23 have got the backlash that it had? Because it did have quite a lot of backlash, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, you know, um, people weren't happy. If this was a year ago, would people have felt the same way about FM23? Obviously, these things take time, and, you know, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes in terms of getting in stuff and stuff like that but I think it shocked a lot of people and people coming to it with low expectations have been shocked I think mm. no, so definitely. I think it's good. I think it could be a good year I think so um, is there anything else you want to go say about um, 24 or do you want to move on to the questions that we've had on Twitter or X I should say I, I have one last question for you for me okay um with PSG having such a high turnover of managers, are you worried about getting a sack? Do you know what? I suppose I say, I think I say every year now, the first aim of any foot manager save now is to avoid a sack, no matter who you are. <laughs> I don't know, would you agree? I think just those first three, four months, yeah. you've got to be careful. <laughs> it's dangerous. Yeah. C'est dangereux. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think, I don't know how. Um, how um, strict PSG are is in the game of getting rid of managers if it's replicated in real life. Um, I, yeah. I, um, have you seen it where you've in your saves where they've been quite um, trigger finger? 
where they got rid uh, of managers. Have, well, do you know what? I've not really been keeping an eye on them. I normally, obviously, last year I was in Ceuta. I didn't care about anything going on above Spanish second <laughs> division for a few years. Um, so I have no idea. I mean, in real life, it all hinges on the Champions League. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Luis Enrique, after the Newcastle game in real life, is now walking yeah. on the tightrope because... I don't know if you watched that game, but like, yeah, I did. Yeah, heavily outpressed. They just. Do you, do you know what? I, I I found it really interesting actually, because I also watched Brighton Newcastle. I think it was two weeks before, and there was a lot of PSG trying to play the same way Brighton did. Yeah. In terms of four up top, pinning back, and it just didn't work. No. Well, it didn't work. I wouldn't say it didn't work. It. It didn't work as well as Boyan's did. Um, first Champions League game at um, St. James Park for, what, 15, 16 years. I do think um, Enrique was a little bit naive to do that. Go so out. So, Def- um, definitely. Yeah. Advanced. You think, I obviously know it, maybe people don't look at Newcastle and think, oh, big powerhouse, but it's one of those stadiums, isn't it? And uh, they're a fan base that sort of, for something like that after so long, you you sort of have to just go there and just get the one nil and get out there. Yeah, I don't and think that, personally. I don't think PSG can play like that. I mean, domestically they have to go at teams and go keep going yeah. for ninety minutes. And in the Champions League, yeah, you're quite right. I don't think they were set up for St James's Park. The atmosphere. I think they would have to to get any anything positive from that game. They probably needed to score really early on. Yeah, if I'm honest, like, it just was. It just suffocated them couldn't play out from the back or anything. I think all their goals come from pressing, pressing didn't they, from yeah. Newcastle. So, yeah, um, yeah so thought, he's I he's on a tightrope. I thought that Gordon played really well. Yeah. So I liked him. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, that'd be interesting for you as well. Do um, you think you're going to win it in the first season? Oh, I'd love to. Um, I mean, the whole thing is, I wanted, the, the reason why I chose PSG as the first super club to go to was because they hadn't won the Champions League. I mean, that's... Yeah. You had Kylian Mbappe in the side aim and obviously the, the PSG players, as I mentioned, that left PSG to come back. But ultimately, it's because they'd never won that holy yeah. grail. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get a sack. If, I, don't know if, I don't know if the game would sack me if I don't win it in the first season, but I win everything no, I mean, else, maybe. Yeah, I think you'll be fighting how much you win the league. Yeah. Making me nervous now, no. Dan. <laughs> Do you, right. do you think you'll you'd get fine. the sack if you don't win the league or anything? Do you, do you think you can go a season trophyless in your save? In my save, I think I'll be. I think it'll be fine. I, I don't. I can't imagine the, um, the ambition is to win the title in the first season. No, it'll probably cause... just be finished top three. Yeah. Okay. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. No, good question, though. Enjoyed it. Yeah. That's right. We're going to yours now. Um, so yeah, we've got questions from the community. Obviously, I just ask tongue-in-cheek really that we'll read out the questions we might not necessarily have the answers for you um but we have a question from dan dan beaton um Mm. he he says i'd love to know your process for creating characters for for your stories i'm trying to create a manager with a backstory narrative to drive my say forward but i'm struggling for inspiration any ideas i think that's more aimed at you more more aimed at me yeah that's fair um i mean i've not actually had a Last year I didn't have a backstory or, or a manager yeah. and I'm not having one this year. I'm not going to do any creative writing. But what I would say is probably I would find one thing that you think the manager should have, whether that be a nationality or a kind of a tactical style 
and that becomes his persona. Just think of one thing and build around it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, like, with Angel Bastardo, you could say, okay, his one thing is that he's Argentine, but he's also got that kind of fibra mentality, like a 4-4-2, whatever, 4-1-4-1. And you build around yeah, that as the idea. Um, obviously, with Achille Goss at Lorient, he was kind of more, I don't know, old man-ish and trying to play a bit more better football. <laughs> um, I just think you need to just find the one thing um, and it can only come from you Dan sorry other Dan not you Dan um, <laughs> if that makes sense I'm happy yeah, to I mean, just like, if, you, if, if Dan ever wants to just direct message me or just ping me and have a reply back and say I'm still struggling we can talk about it but there'll be something in Dan's head of this manager whether it be tactic nationality maybe maybe I don't know what else could it be his age his, yeah, his well, what, league. I don't. I really don't know. There'll be something. Can you I go geopolitics? Like, Can you be like <laughs> something controversial? <laughs> <laughs> well, we might. Like, for years, I just um, whichever country I went to, I just um, Google translated my surname. They were Daniel, whatever that was in that country. Yeah. Um, and then identity came within the save yourself. The background came in within what tactic or. Uh, mi- um, what sort of identity I wanted like in last year I went very defensive minded and it just depends on how I wanted to play but like I said before where we only do one club one save or whatever a year we get a freshness from changing it up almost yeah so um, if you're doing lots of different saves it might not feel that right? freshness between the saves true it depends how many tatted. how many has I mean even though I've not had a character last year and not had a character this year in my head there are still other characters yeah, like, I'll reveal one of them on air that I've never done before, but the South African prince that's lost his lost his place on the monarchy and now he's got to become a football manager. Sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but that that would work if you just then become yeah. a South African football <laughs> manager. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, you can use that for a save. <laughs> um, so the next question was from FN Adventure. So. Already you can tell it's not going to be uh, completely positive about the podcast. He <laughs> asks, aren't podcasts dead? Yes. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny, actually, because, see, our pod is it is kind of dead because we don't pod as much as we should or we just, I mean, we take it take about 12 weeks to podcast. We just, you know, we're rock and roll. Rock, it's it's we, our lifestyle. We, we always say from the start we would never force it. We'd only do it if we had something to talk about or we wanted to talk about. And yeah. I think we've all a game to play, which I think that's what we've done all the way through it. And like, like you say, we were having a discussion about FN24 saves, and we are like, this could be a podcast. And there we went. Yeah. And we have followed that process. So um, <laughs> podcasts aren't dead, actually. Although probably podcasts did die in kind of popularity over the pandemic because people weren't traveling, I'm actually starting to listen to my podcast now. Not, te- not FM, sadly. Uh, but there's um, like politics ones I listen to, even real life football ones I listen to, um, and obviously I just so re-listen to GNGs to boost the numbers. <laughs> Someone's got to. <laughs> um, next question, um, FM Easter, so a fellow East Belfastian blogger says, "Does narrow work?" No. No. <laughs> the serious answer to that though, that does narrow tactics work? It's it's always worked, doesn't it? It's always worked. It's just about how you set it up. I mean, I know a lot of people with 
than um, diamond. And it's also what you classify as now. You know, you can um, Cleon does these Brazilian box. You can say that's now. Yeah, but it's not really. Four, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you can get... You, you know, what What are they calling now? Is it, is, are you just doing a narrow diamond? Is that what are you, they're coming under? Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, it does work. you just got to get it to, right to work. I would say, yeah, for me to do, if you're struggling during the beta period of narrow, just, I would, I mean, we might do tactical anal again. I don't know. I've not spoke to Dan about that, but you could always just mm-hmm. ping us a message about your tactic if, it's, if narrow is <laughs> not doing it for you. But, I mean, narrow for me is one of the easiest tactics to do. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. as long as you get the balls right, it's yeah. fine. And, um, and as you know, we love a wing back on lots of money. So, perfect tactic <laughs> for two wing backs. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, and the last question for, was from Lewis Richards, um, big time fan of his work. He asked, Will Tony, that's me, um, play Raya or Ramsdale if at Arsenal? Um, this is a good question. This is like almost real life football question. <laughs> I don't know if you did you watch the Arsenal City game? I didn't watch all of it, but I've yeah, I've caught up yeah, now all of all of it. I mean, Raya gets a lot of applauded about his distribution, but it was only in the think the final half an hour that I watched that he looked quite good. I mean, the first half he was shanking it, his distribution. He just boots it. He boots it upfield when there's no one there. It's all, um, it's always hard to understand um, what is tactical um, instructions and what is like just a player booting it. Yeah. Is it being told by Arteta? In like, the first half, we didn't let any pressure come onto us, just boot it. You know, take the pressure off us. When In the second half, when legs are getting a bit tired a bit more, do we then move it short in that? You don't know. It's always hard to comment. You know, like when um, United they signed Donana and uh, he's in the Milan, he was pinging past the left, right, and centre. At United, he's like, it changes week to week. One week he's launching it, and next week he's passing it left and right. So um, you you've got to take into account is there an element of tactical instruction for the manager of what they're doing? Yeah. So um, I I think I would pick Raya myself. Yeah, I mean I feel sorry for Ramsdale because he has had quite a, a good run in the Arsenal team and he's not he a has. bad keeper at all. He's um, not at all. He has looked I would shaky. Say, I would say um, if if Arsenal want to challenge for the title, it's not just the goalkeeper. You can always upgrade. You can always look for something better. And obviously, Arteta has seen something that he thinks better. Um, yeah. That helps them. So, and you have, you have to be ruthless to an element. Ramsdale was probably people slated his sign at the time, but he was probably the right sign at the right time. This took you to second in the league. And obviously, I think he had a quite a poor end to last season. But I think Arsenal did themselves in a way where they let him get to him. Yeah. And they dropped drop off so maybe Arteta saw something maybe he just thought that at the end of last season he needed the opportunity to take Ramsdale out of it a little bit and has now got that yeah would you do that just tying back to a football manager discussion like would you do that in football manager like if you had a if you had a goalkeeper like I rarely have two really good goalkeepers because you know one of them is going to play predominantly the more more games than the other and you're going to get issues Uh, I normally have an old old guy and a young yeah, guy, that's the way it works. I, norm- I normally have like my first choice keeper and then like a 36 year old, normally of the nationality of the country I'm in. Yeah, that's a good shout. So yeah. Try I try and find like um uh, experienced head. He's normally like a two star free free sign in just to come in, sort of like uh, Scott Carson sort of thing, Tom Heaton at United, that sort of thing. If, you, if they could be a homegrown player, that's even better for registration. 
but primarily on FM, you never really rotate the keypad. You can do in a cup, but it doesn't really seem to affect their fitness and that. So I've always been like, uh, he plays every game. If he's out, you know, I play this one. They're normally signed up on an emergency backup contract. I mean, so, I don't know if you saw Arteta, like what he was saying a few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, about changing the goalkeeper for like offensive situations. Like if you wanted to chase a game, you'd, you'd change your goalkeeper. It sounds mental. Yeah. But he thinks maybe in his head that if you did swap like kind of Ramsdale for Ray during a game or vice versa, there's a there's an offensive advantage there, which is pretty left field, if I'm honest. I think it's easy to say to actually do it would be yeah. something totally different. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, um, yeah. No, that's that's the end of the questions, Dan. So thank you to Perfect. the four guys that um, took the time um, to, to to write into us. We do appreciate it. Yep, um, you're looking for, we're both looking forward to FM24 and we hope all of the listeners are. Yeah, definitely. And if you've got this far, I guess, thank you for listening. I, I hope I hope you have a good beta. I mean, it, we, we're thinking probably what week to two weeks, aren't we? Um, yeah, I reckon, I reckon, because two weeks before the 23rd, so I reckon at earliest we'll be looking at next Friday, the 20th, yeah, yeah, 20th. Then, uh, get yeah, testing. I'd say 20th as well because then maybe that might help the like, do the SI think about this in a room thing oh, let's help the FM daddies out because it's half term the week after oh is it yeah isn't it thanks so, for reminding me yeah sorry, <laughs> sorry. so, <laughs> so if, if Thoughts and Interactive are listening week commits in 23rd lots of dads <laughs> are going to be taking the week off yeah why not give them the beta maybe give That's it on that it. Friday the 20th give them something to, uh, sweet release to get away from it all yeah There'll just be all these dads sitting in like I don't know, uh, soft plays with their laptops. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Perfect. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for your time, Dan. As well, I appreciate it. Obviously, yeah. episode sixty-five has been a blast. Um, episode sixty-six, we don't know what we'll be doing. Hopefully, we might be doing a game or something. Maybe. Yeah, I think a game would be good for the next one. Yeah. All right. Well, awkward goodbye then. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Bye.